Dear friends, welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege of Parshas Mishpatim. And the bulk of the Parsha really deals with tort law, the laws of damages, obligations of interpersonal conduct, the concept of tzedakah, the obligation of tzedakah, being charitable, kind, empathic, loving to one another. But towards the end of the parasha, the Torah reverts back to the narrative of Kabbalah, Satorah, Sinaitic revelation. And doesn't just revert back, but really goes back to one of the most incredible and overwhelming parts of Kabbalah, Satorah. In Perich of Dalet, Pasuk Zion, chapter 24, verse 7, the Torah says, Kol asher diber Hashem When the Ribbon Shalom comes to Klal Yisrael and offers them the Torah. When Moshe Rabbeinu says to Klal Yisrael, the Ribbon Shalom is willing to give you a very part of himself and come down on the mountain and experience this incredible moment of connection, of spiritual intimacy. So Klal Yisrael responds, and what do they say? Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Na'asevinishma, we will do and we will listen. The ultimate statement of blind faith. Klal Yisrael doesn't ask, okay, what's in it? Like, you know, give it to us for a couple of days. We'll review it, show it to our attorneys. We'll think about it. Let's look at the fine print, look at the big print, look at it. No, Klal Yisrael says, you know what? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is offering it to us, Kol Asher Diber Hashem, Na'asevinishma. Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us, we're in. We're in. Na'asa, we are committed. Finish Shmuel here later on, ultimately, again, what it has to say. The question that everyone kind of has when they look at this is, how do you get to that level, right? In other words, at the, at the end of the day, what do I want more than anything in life? I want to be Nasa Vanishma also. I, I, I want to be all into my Yiddishkeit. I want to be all in in my commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So how, how do you understand this dynamic of Nasa Vanishma? How did Kalal Yisrael get to that level? where they were just simply willing to commit without even fully understanding the scope, extent, and nature of the commitment. And the great tzaddik, the great tzaddik, the great Rabbi Yisrael of Rajin, the Heli Garijiner, says something absolutely beautiful. And I want to quote to you. He says, Mishulim hayu Yisrael was like a hungry, crying baby. A hungry baby. Baby's crying. Why? Baby wants to eat. So the Rebbe says, Does the baby understand intellectually that food is going to go ahead and take care of the hunger? Of course not. Lo. The baby understands that it's hungry, right? But the baby doesn't understand intellectually that it's hungry. It just understands that it's hungry. The baby also understands if I cry, I'll get something to eat. And the biggest thing is that once I get something to eat, I'll feel better. None of this is intellectual. All of it is simply instinctual. The baby instinctively understands that it needs something. It's in a state of deficiency. Give me, I cry, give me something to eat. The Rebbe says something so beautiful. He says, Af Yisrael, kevan sha'amdu bahar sinai paskazu masan, chashu begufan ki amazon haruchni chasralahem. The Rabbi says, when Klal Yisrael, when we stood at Har Sinai, and you know Chazal tell us that when we stood at Har Sinai, Paskazu Masan, the residue of the initial sin of Adam and Chava, that, that residual effect of that first sin ultimately stopped. It was Pasakzu Masan, it was the Kedusha of the place lifted it. When that was gone, says the Rishon, Klal Yisrael were like a hungry baby like there's something missing. We need something. 
he goes on, he says, Ki amazon Klaizor in that moment felt that there was spiritual, there was spiritual nourishment missing from us. There was something deficient. We needed something. So the Rebbe says something so beautiful. This is Nasa Venishma. And this is incredible. The Hale Gerizhner says, Nasa Venishma was not an intellectual response because intellectually that makes no sense. If the intellect is driving the ship, then what you say is, I hear what you're offering. Let me see it. Let me learn it. Let me review it. By the way, that's what all the other nations of the world did. Right? offered the Torah to each of the other nations. And what did they say? Let's take a look. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. But before I commit to anything, I just want to understand what it is that I'm stepping into. And then when Rechash Baruch Hu comes to Klal Yisrael, and simply standing by Har Sinai, feeling the Kedusha, the residual effect of the initial sin of Adam and Chava simply slips away. And Klal Yisrael says, we're hungry, we're hungry. There's something deficient, there's something missing, there's something that I need. The Rebbe says, Nasev Nishma was the instinctive reaction. It wasn't intellectual. It wasn't the mind driving the ship. Klaus in that moment were like a hungry baby. So what does the hungry baby do? The hungry baby cries. Because crying is the way that the baby alerts everyone around it that it needs something to eat. And then it gets something to eat and Bar Hashem is sated, satiated. And that's not intellectual. It's simply instinctive. Says the Rabbi, Klaus understood that they were spiritually hungry. So Nasev was not the intellectual response, but it was the instinctive response to satisfy that spiritual hunger. He goes, Therefore they accepted the Torah without any hesitation. Nasev like that, like that. Why? Because like a hungry baby that needs to feed, that needs to eat, the baby cries, give me something to eat, and I'm good. Chalal was hungry. Nasev was the instinctive reaction. And then we became spiritually sated. It's an incredible insight into Nasev An incredible and overwhelming insight. But I think what it also does is gives us a window into, into another part of our persona. Instinctively, we want a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Instinctively, I want Ruchnias. We so often make our Yiddishkeit about the intellect. You know, we live in an age where there is such a beautiful proliferation of learning, right? I'm recording this video. It's going to be posted on YouTube, on a podcast, on a here, on a there, on a website. It's beautiful. It's incredible. On the other hand, sometimes, sometimes, what that could lead to is that proliferation of learning, which is incredible. I want to go on record. Learning is fantastic. But sometimes we make the mistake of making our Yiddishkeit all about the intellect. And it's not. There's a beautiful part of my Yiddishkeit that is just instinctive. I'm naturally attracted to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I naturally gravitate towards Ruchnius. I will say, but I don't, but that's not me. So dear friends, very often we just get in our own way. And very often we get in the way of the neshama just taking me exactly where it is that I need to go. Do you know what happened at Harsinai? Once the negativity 
of the first sin of Adam and Chava was removed. Once the Kiddush of Yamisfi removed that, instinctively, instinctively, I say Nasev Nishma. Nobody coached me. Moshe didn't give us the words. We said in unison together, Nasev Nishma. Because instinctively, what a Yid wants is Kiddusha. Instinctively, what a Jew wants is connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And instinctively, by the way, we don't say Esh. We didn't say it in the singular. We said it in the plural, Nasev Nishma. Because instinctively, what a Yid wants is Achdos, is unity. We so often think that like we have to go and find Ruchnius. We have to go and find connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to go and strive for Achdos. And says the Heli Gerishner, what we learn from Nasa and Nishma is instinctively, you want those things. Instinctively, the desire and love for those very things, for Torah, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for Klal Yisrael, for Achdos, those are embedded within me. Just what ends up happening is I get in my own way. Sometimes the Averis that I do, they distance me. The poor decisions that I make, they distance me. Or just my own stuff just pushes me away. But if I could clear the playing field a little bit, or better state, if I could clear sometimes like the personalistic minefield, instinctively I'm drawn to Kedusha. Instinctively I'm drawn to everything beautiful and holy. Instinctively, I say Nasev like the crying baby who instinctively cries because he needs to eat. Instinctively, I say Nasev because Cheshbarachu, I'm with you. I want to be with you. I want to be part of you. I want to be with Klaudi Yisrael. I say it in the plural. It's the instinct. And so I think what the Rishner is teaching us is that sometimes what we have to work on, you know, a lot of times in life, we think that what we need to work on is, you know, devoting, devoting more time to our learning, which of course we should, and devoting a lot more time to kind of like the development of our intellectual Yiddishkeit, which is beautiful and wonderful. But I think that there's another derech as well. A par- same derech, parallel derech. You have to pursue both of them at the same time. And maybe what it requires of us is actually to become a little bit more of a Pasha Yid, of a simple Jew. Anything and everything I need to accomplish as a Jew is inherently, innately inside of me. It's just that because often there's so much schmutz and there's so much negativity and there's so much other stuff. So there's this blockage between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, between me and myself, between me and my people. But if I could clear that all out, Pascha Zuhu Masan, if I could clear out that negativity, then innately my response is Nasev of course I want closeness. Maybe if we could work on ourselves a little bit more, just to be a bit simpler, to say, you know what? Let me kind of get rid of the layers. Let, let me get rid of the blockages. Let me get rid of the all the stuff that's there. And once you do that, instinctively, my neshama responds, Nasev I don't need to figure out a way to get to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to get to Torah, to get to Am Yisrael. I just need to clean out the stuff that is obstructing those multiple journeys. And then like the crying baby, I just say, Nasev Nishma. And I think as I get older, I think as we all get older, we recognize that Ruchnius and relationship with HaKadosh Baruch, relationship with ourselves, relationship with Klal Yisrael is much simpler than we think. 
and it doesn't require finishing Shas, which is a beautiful accomplishment that we should all aspire for. And it doesn't, it doesn't require learning Kala Torah Kula, which is an incredible accomplishment that we should aspire for. And it doesn't require us to be the most magnanimous Balei Tzdaga, which of course we should be Gebenched, that we should aspire to do. It just sometimes requires removing the negativity, removing the obstacles, removing the layers of Shmutz, and allowing my innate desire for connection to come out. Nasev and Ishma was not an intellectual exercise. Nasev and Ishma was recited or was by stated by a Jewish nation, ultimately who had removed the blockages, removed the negativity, and like the crying baby, just had an instinct to come close. We should be Zohar Mirat Hashem to clear away the blockages, to figure out how to get rid of the Zuama, the negativity, and discover that innate, beautiful, spiritual baby within ourselves to discover the na'asev nishma inside each of us. And once we discover it, to be zochet to come closer to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, be zochet to come closer to Torah, be zochet to come closer to ourselves, be zochet to come closer to all of Am Yisrael. Wishing everyone a good night of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.